Lecture topic. Giving preference to priorities. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Wa kafa wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadihi al-ladhin astafa. Amma ba'du fa'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. فَمَنْ كَانَ يَرْجُو لِقَاءَ رَبِّهِ فَلْيَعْمَلْ عَمَلًا صَالِحًا فَلْيَعْمَلْ عَمَلًا صَالِحًا وَلَا يُشْرِكْ بِعِبَادَةِ رَبِّهِ أَحَدًا وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم اتق المحارم تكن عبد الناس او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وسبحت على ما يكرم بدرسنا الرز one aspect is some link of some sort at some level and the other is a very very close bond very close relationship so just some link at any level and a very close relationship and a very close bond is a world apart there are no way to be one and the same thing to understand it by some examples that a person one is somebody now is married and there is a very close relationship and bond between the spouses so now that bond and relationship that will manifest itself in so many different ways in day to day life in how a person speaks how he tolerates something how he overlooks and forgives some mistake maybe what some little gift he'll bring along and so many different ways this will manifest itself in all different aspects of day to day life why and it will be from both ends that there will be these gestures of mohabba mawadda kindness compassion forgiveness and expression of love and mohabbat all this will be as a result of that bond and relationship and then sometimes there is a situation allah taala save us that two people are married they are living under the same roof coexisting but each one is living his, his or her own life husband is living his own life the wife is living her own life they are just merely coexisting under the same roof either due to desperation or convenience because this is perhaps the more convenient way to just carry on now but that particular home will just be a house it will be far from being a home and as a result of this lack of bond and relationship this will affect everything in day to day life the smallest of mistakes from either party will become a very big issue the slightest irritation will become a big problem how the person speaks without any provocation let alone any provocation has taken place without any provocation of any sort he will still be speaking in an unpleasant manner now all this is due to what whereas they are married to each other they are spouses they are in this very sacred 
tie of nikah and bond of nikah but that relationship and bond between the hearts is missing so as a result everything is gone haywire and likewise in every other situation and relationship the same between parent and child between siblings between family members between friends when there is a very close bond very close relationship there's a very different way of how things are done how somebody is received and welcomed how somebody is accommodated how somebody is overlooked if they make a mistake all this is dictated by that bond and relationship and this is in the fitrat of insan is part of his nature that where such a bond exists then he does a lot to try and maintain it if he understands and values what that bond all about he values that relationship he understands what this is all about then he does a lot to maintain it to enhance it but if he has got no value for it it doesn't matter to him if this falls and breaks means nothing to him because he got no value for it so a lot depends on what value he places on that bond on that relationship so person now if he places a lot of value on it but something has disrupted it now he's doing a lot to try and restore it because now there's a lot to be lost here if this falls apart so now he goes out of his way he's getting help from some third party he's asking somebody to make dua sometimes he's going help us kelter look for tawis whereas often the tawis is just supposed to be in the mouth one buzrug somebody came to him one person came and said that this is very ongoing problem in the house and there's no end to the arguments and fights and this is just a non ending issue so now please give me one tawis buzrug heard the story immediately understood where this whole problem is from so he said yes i've got a very effective tawis so he said okay please give it to me so he wrote out something and then he said okay you take this towel and go but the, the issue here is this you put this into a bottle of water so he blew in the water and gave the water whatever it was see the towel is now when you come in the presence of your spouse then you take one mouthful of this water but then it will only be effective if you hold it in your mouth for at least 15 minutes so now for example if it's the wife now so when you see the husband entering the house you immediately take this mouthful and you keep it in your mouth for 15 minutes minimum and likewise other side now if you just come into the presence of your wife and first you put this in your mouth 15 minutes don't hold it in your mouth don't swallow it so now to keep something liquid in the mouth you're going to have to keep the mouth closed can't be speaking and keeping it in the mouth at the same time it's either going to be spat out or swallowed so now forcefully the person has to keep his mouth closed so now after some time this person came and said jazakallah what a wonderful tawis you gave all the problems are gone he said please very well carry on with it the whole problem was in your tongue the problem was nothing else but how you were speaking or how the other party was speaking or just on the first sight of meeting each other you just want to blurt out all kinds of things and the first issue that comes up you want to start venting your anger and saying so many things but when you learn to keep your mouth closed you are forced to keep it closed so automatically all the problems the three quarter of it went away So in any case the point is that when a person understands the value of these relationships and bonds and if something has happened something has come around something has disrupted it now he does whatever he can to try and restore it to try and bring it back to some better level all these things are day to day things which we understand very very well
Everybody who has any kind of understanding of what some relationship is all about understands these things. Now beyond all this is the relationship with our Creator. The relationship with Allah Ta'ala. Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala is our Khaliq. He is our Malik. So when Allah Ta'ala is our Creator, He is our Sustainer, He is our Nourisher, He has blessed us with everything, every fraction of a second. We are totally dependent on the grace of Allah Ta'ala for our existence. Every breath we take is purely His gift and bounty. Every gaze that falls anywhere and we look with our sight, it's Allah Ta'ala's na'mas. Every sound we hear is purely His gift and bounty. Every step we take is only by His mercy. Every movement of the hand, every tick of the heart, and every single aspect that we benefit from, and the countless na'mas and bounties of Allah Ta'ala, wa ta'ala all this is purely the grace and mercy and the na'mas of Allah Ta'ala. When this is the case and this is the reality, and the reality is far more than what we can even understand, then what should be the level of bond and relationship with our Creator and Master? What should be the level of relationship and bond that we should have with Allah Ta'ala? Now this is, in the Qur'an Sharif, in many ayat, Allah Ta'ala speaks about the Muqarrabun. وَالسَّابِقُونَ السَّابِقُونَ أُولَٰئِكَ الْمُقَرَّبُونَ كَلَّا إِنَّ الْأَبْرَارَ لَفِي عِلِّيِّينَ وَمَا أَدْرَاكَ مَا عِلِّيُّونَ كِتَابٌ مَرْقُومٌ يَشْهَدُهُ الْمُقَرَّبُونَ In many ayat Allah Ta'ala speaks about the مُقَرَّبُون Those who are the very close servants of Allah Ta'ala Allah Ta'ala extols their praises Allah Ta'ala highlights these people these are the foreigners. These are those who are the close servants of Allah Ta'ala. So what we understand and learn from these ayat, that a mu'min, his iman and the bond that should be there due to his iman, it doesn't allow him to be just content. Well, everything is just carrying on. And if something gets disrupted to him, what, what does it matter? And I am doing something. I am doing something. So what does it matter? When there is a true feeling, that true feeling of Iman in the heart, what kind of Iman is this going to be? That that Iman is not moving the person to try and get closer. He's just content where he is. If somebody is performing his five times Salah and that's it, well that's where he is and he's happy with that. Well at least Alhamdulillah is performing his five times Salah. Sometimes the person is performing four times Salah and he's also discontent. And he's feeling, well I'm making four times Salah. Whereas one farz is being missed. And then sometimes a person is, mashallah, abstaining from certain major sins. So he's content with that, regardless of the fact that he's still engaged in some other sins. And that doesn't matter to him, because I'm not drinking, I'm not gambling, I'm not engaging in zina, I'm not doing certain other major crimes, I'm not committing theft. So it doesn't matter if I'm doing some of these other sins. So now this is far away from the dictates of that Iman which wants to become among the Muqarrabeen, among those who get very close to Allah Ta'ala. If a person suddenly gets something on his phone tonight when he goes home and now there's some around the corner some half price sale in some store that is giving some things away, half price, not for free, but you're going to pay half price. Now that half price sale 
might make him maybe save if he goes and gets those items to start off with, he manages to get it, he might save a few thousand rands. But now for that few thousand rands that he may save, how many times you've heard about this, that there was some massive sale somewhere, so people, they waited overnight for the store to open the next day, so that they could be in the beginning of the queue, in the first, among the first people entering, so that they don't lose out on the opportunity. Opportunity of what? of saving a few thousand rands. Why that moved the person from out of his bed, warm bed, out into the cold night to go and camp outside one store in his car and then to be stayed first in the queue and to be wanting to dash in first and spend the whole night in that manner. Something moved him. There was something inside. There was some zeal for something. There was some attachment somewhere. That attachment to that saving, to that money, to that wealth, that attachment to dunya, that want for things, that this is now a very exclusive item, only ten available, so now he wants to be first in the line, because only ten, exclusive item. So now there's that, there is not a need, it's just a want, but the wants become needs. I must have it, must have it, why? Because I need it. Why you need it? Not because I want it. It goes the same chakar. So, this, Attachment drove the person. That attachment drove him. And now he wanted to be right in the fore, he wanted to be in the forefront of it. As a forerunner to it. Allah Ta'ala also speaks about the forerunners. وَالسَّابِقُونَ السَّابِقُونَ أُولَٰئِكَ الْمُقَرَّبُونَ That they are the forerunners in deen. The forerunners in getting closer to Allah Ta'ala. The forerunners in trying to do that which will bring them the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. So now this is the zeal of a mu'min. He's not just content to be where he is. And he's never content with trying to get closer to Allah Ta'ala. Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam used to perform such lengthy rakats of salah that his mubarak feet would swell. Now this does not happen if a person is standing motionless. Nabi Sallallahu would be standing obviously motionless. It won't happen in 10 minutes or 20 minutes or half an hour also. It would mean motionless for a long period, perhaps an hour, two hours. As a result, this would become the case now that his Mubarak feet would start to swell. So Sayyidah Aisha Allah says that, asked him that, أَتَتَكَلَّفُ هَذَا وَقَدْ غَفَرَ اللَّهُ لَكَ مَا تَقَدَّمَ مِنْ رَمْبِكَ وَمَا تَأَخَرَ Are you undertaking so much of difficulty upon yourself in performing such lengthy rakats and exerting yourself in this manner in ibadat whereas you are totally masoom and sinless there is no sin upon you so why do you need to exert yourself so much so what was Nabi Karim Sallallahu response فَلَا أَكُونُ عَبْدًا shakura. should I not become a grateful servant of my Rabb why? this is the expression of my shukar if that's the na'mat of my Rabb that Allah Ta'ala has made me sinless then this is the expression of my shukar because this will take me even closer to Allah. So that zeal for taqarrub ilallah, the zeal to get closer to Allah Ta'ala. And Allah Ta'ala has, out of His grace, made everything such that if we just approach it in the right manner, with the right intention, in the right manner and way, then every mundane aspect also can become a means of taqarrub ilallah. A person's eating and drinking can become a means of taqarrub in Allah. 
he eats with the name of Allah Ta'ala, he eats in the sunnah manner. After having completed his meal, he recites the sunnah du'as. One hadith is mentioned, Nabi Kareem said, the person has eaten and thereafter recites, Alhamdulillah, illadhi at'amani hadha wa razaqanihi min ghayri hawlim minni wa la quwa. All praise due to Allah wa Ta'ala, who fed me this, at'amani hadha. And he blessed me with this risk without any strength and ability of my own. Nothing is my ability, nothing is my strength, nothing is my expertise. I applied my mind and I engaged my effort and I did this and I did that. Nothing, zero. Otherwise, how many a person has got more intelligence than us, applied more effort than us, and did everything more than us, and still came nowhere, he got nothing. Allah is the provider alone. That intelligence also is Allah Ta'ala's na'mat. And that strength also is from Allah Ta'ala. And that everything is from Allah Ta'ala. So now he is expressing this reality. He's saying, Ya Allah, all this is purely from you. There's nothing from my side. What is the end result of this? Every Sassim says, all his minor sins are forgiven. What he was engaged in, he was engaged in eating. He was engaged in fulfilling his needs and maybe he was just engaged in fulfilling more than his need to. He finished eating, he wasn't so hungry but now there was something very uh, delicious somebody presented so mashallah he sat down again. Like sometimes we say that when it comes to such certain things we are very ever ready. So mashallah when it comes to eating also we say now how can you ever you know, break somebody's heart and how can you make somebody disappointed. Somebody offered something even if it's offered ten times now. We have to be, accept. So, mashallah, we ever ready for that. But now he ate something that wasn't even something out of desperation, not out of severe hunger. It was just a luxury. But he ate it in the way that fulfilled the sunnah of Rasulullah and then recited this dua at the end, expressing Allah Ta'ala's hamd, Allah Ta'ala's praises, expressing his own feebleness, his inability, his lack of any, that he can do anything. Allah Ta'ala loves this so much. غُفِرَ لَهُ مَا تَقَدَّمَ مِن ذَنْبِ That act became such a act of تَقَرُّبِ لَلَّهِ Allah Ta'ala forgives all his minuses. Now this is only eating. Can we imagine the rest of the amal? This is still only his eating. Allah Ta'ala allowed and gave him this opportunity to make that also a means of تَقَرُّبِ لَلَّهِ Getting closer to Allah Ta'ala. But it requires this person to be Thinking in that manner, what's going to bring me closer to Allah Ta'ala? There must be the drive from within. If that drive is not there, a person now, he has the opportunity of, somebody shouted now, one bow of gold to everybody who comes now. There's enough for everyone, whoever wants one bow of gold. Somebody is sitting quietly, not even moving. So somebody will say either he didn't hear, or either he doesn't know what's gold. Or either probably just check his pulse, maybe not even around. Something is not right. We told one bar of gold, and this person is not moving. Something is not in order. So now if a person heard it, and he understood it also, so obviously if he heard it, he's living, and he understood it, and still he didn't move, then everybody is going to be wanting to know something is not right with this person. What's not right with him? Anybody who's got any understanding of gold will want to know what happened. So now when the person for the gold of dunya, he'll move, let alone one bow of gold, far lesser than that also. He will even rush for that one chocolate at the door. Because it's something exclusive. 
So in any case, the point is that these things move us because there's some, some understanding of the value of it, some level of understanding of what it will give us. That level of understanding for what Iman is dictating and requiring, that ma'rifat of Allah wa ta'ala, that has to be developed. When that comes alive, then that will move a person in a different way. So now this is the zeal of a mu'min, this is his purpose in life. How to get more and more closer to Allah Ta'ala. Now the question is, that what is going to bring a person closer to Allah Ta'ala? What is going to bring him closer to Allah Ta'ala? The most important aspect in the life of a person is the ta'at and the obedience to Allah Ta'ala. This is what's going to bring him closer to every step in the right direction. Like in the Hadith Sharif, Hadith Qudsi, where Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala says that وَإِن تَقَرَّبَ إِلَيَّ شِبْرًا تَقَرَّبْتُ إِلَيْهِ زِرَاعًا وَإِن تَقَرَّبَ إِلَيَّ زِرَاعًا تَقَرَّبْتُ مِنْهُ بَاعًا وَإِنْ أَتَانِي يَمْشِي أَتَيْتُهُ حَرْوَلَةً That if my servant, if he gets closer to me, تَقَرَّبَ إِلَيَّ Shibran, one hand span, and I come on arm span. Allah Ta'ala is free of the things that we can imagine in terms of space and shape and size and whatever. Allah Ta'ala is totally free of all such things. This means that Allah Ta'ala's help, Allah Ta'ala's special grace, Allah Ta'ala's muhabba comes towards him, rushing faster than he can go towards it. وَمَنْ أَتَانِي يَمْشِي أَتَيْتُهُ هَرْوَلَةً He comes one hand span, I come one arm span. He comes on arm span, I come on hand length. And he comes walking, I come running. Subhanallah. In other words, more quicker than he goes closer to Allah Ta'ala, Allah's rahmat comes towards him. Taqarraba ilayya bishayin. When a person gets closer to Allah Ta'ala, closer with what? Every single word of good. Every single action of good. Every single gaze of good. Every hearing of good. Every thought of good and engaging the mind in a correct manner, in a positive way, thinking and making tafakkur and pondering over the creation of Allah wa ta'ala with the view of gaining the marifat of Allah ta'ala. Just that pondering, thinking of how to try and help somebody in their need, thinking of how to try and remove somebody's difficulty, thinking of what I can do to try and get closer to Allah ta'ala. Every thought, every word, every action in that positive way becomes a means of taqarrub ilallah. And the greater the thought, the greater the action, the greater the amal, the greater the effect of the good words he said, the greater the taqarrub will be. And the closeness of Allah will come. So this is all, it's the very essence of a mu'min's life. That is forever, this is his zeal, this drives him. Like a person now, is a businessman through and through. So now he's driven by the zeal for maximizing profits. And he's all the time looking around, what's, what I can add to the range? No matter what, whatever amount is already happening, but there's still always space for more. And well, where next the next branch can open? And what now we can, you know, saturated the local market now. How can we start exporting something also? So now there's always something more. There's never a point of saturation in reality. A mu'min, there's never saturation for his a'mal, for his deen, for the means of gaining closeness to Allah tabarak wa ta'ala. Because Allah ta'ala says, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu attaqullah wa butahu ilayhi al-wasila. 
not only search for the means of closeness and sit down and then strive in that way strive to get closer to Allah so when this reality comes in the heart a person has that yaqeen about what Allah has said what Nabi Islam has said that yaqeen will drive him can we imagine a person somebody says to him that there's a scorpion on your shoulder so now he's telling because he can't see what's on his shoulder so he's warning him there's a scorpion on your shoulder. So he smiles at him and says, Jazakallah, I'm very grateful. And uh, now he's thinking now, this person did me such a good favor. What I can do in return? So he's standing calmly and he's pondering now. So anybody who sees and observes all this and sees his smile nicely, smiling and saying, Jazakallah, mashallah, he's saying Jazakallah also. But they're still thinking something's not right with this person. The first reaction should have been to get this off his shoulder. He would have been springing into action to get this off his shoulder first. He'll thank him also, he'll be very grateful for you, for the advice that he gave him, for alerting him. But now, if he is not jumping in that manner, he's not springing into action, again somebody will say this person doesn't know what a scorpion is. Or he didn't understand what this person said. Something else is wrong. If he knew what the scorpion, he understood what the person said, that will be his immediate reaction. So likewise, that came out of what? There was marifat. Marifat, recognition of what a scorpion is. That marifat, that made harkat. That, it drove him into harkat. Movement. And that movement made him spring into action and get rid of that. So likewise, the marifat of Allah wa ta'ala, the marifat of the ahkam of Allah Ta'ala and the greatness of the commands of Allah Ta'ala what Allah has commanded to be done and what Allah Ta'ala has forbidden us from now those prohibitions are scorpions and worse than that now we have been warned in the Quran Sharif in the ahadith of Rasulullah about so many snakes and scorpions in the form of sins and vices and we are reminded in Time to time, the nasihat that is given to us, and the bayan that take place, whatever else. But something is missing still. It's not making a spring into action. The evil of the sins of the eyes, how detrimental this is, how it totally deadens the heart, it completely drains every drop of noor from the heart. It makes the heart completely engulfed in darkness because of the evil that is going through the eyes that haram and filth that the person is watching now this is repeatedly mentioned and we hear about it we heard about it so much that we know about it we can repeat it but something still doesn't move us, something is missing still that yaqeen is missing, that marifat is missing that drive, something has not come into place yet so now this is what needs to be developed this yaqeen, this marifat this will bring about that zeal for taqarrub ilallah so one is the taat of Allah Ta'ala in terms of the do's, all the obligations of Allah Ta'ala. And likewise the don'ts, refraining from what Allah is forbidden. Every gaze that the person lowered out of the fear of Allah Ta'ala, 
Now that was outwardly a very very minimal action outwardly. But inside within his heart that was a major mujahada for him. That became a means of such great taqarrub ilallah. That in the hadith of Qudsi Allah Ta'ala says that an-nazru sahmum min sihami iblisa masmum that this haram glance is a poisonous arrow of shaitan and man tarakaha makhafati now that feeling of iman was there that feeling was not just a feeling that feeling it was it made harkat it moved him it moved him towards action so that action was that he lowered his gaze he didn't look at the haram Allah Ta'ala says man tarakaha makhafati abdaltu biha imanan such taqarrub and such closeness he achieves with this Allah Ta'ala says I bless him with such iman in return the sweetness of which he will taste in his heart the sweetness of iman will be something that he will experience within himself now that one glance haram glance that he saved himself from became the means of such taqarrub ilallah so now all oh, there's so many avenues of taqarrub ilallah Right at the top of the list are the faraiz and whatever comes alongside it thereafter in blank, the wajib and then the sunnat al But then a person who has the zeal of taqarrub Allah, he doesn't content himself that I did this much. So now nafil means mustn't do it. That's our, our understanding of nafil. Our understanding of nafil is that it's not to be done. Whereas nafil means must do as much as you can. That is a fiqhi classification and that is a fiqhi aspect that if a person has not fulfilled a nafil act then he will not be taken to task for it. That is in order to understand what is the fiqhi placement of it. But in terms of amal, so in terms of amal in this hadith sharif, Allah Ta'ala says, وَمَا زَالَ عَبْدِي يَتَقَرَّبُ إِلَيَّ بِالنَّوَافِلِ حَتَّى أَحْبَبْتُهُ that the person on the foundation of the faraiz and those things that are then in rank with it the wajib and sunnat and he thereafter continues now he's fulfilled that the foundation is in place he's staying away from haram he continues to get closer and closer and closer to me by means of what? bin nawafil with the nawafil nafil salah tilawat is nafil his tilawat is there his tasbihat and zikr he's engaging in and Various amal, so many things that are available for us to be doing. So now he continues exerting himself as much as he can in these nawafil as well. Allah Ta'ala says, he gets so close to me, hatta ahbabtuhu, to the point that I then love him. He becomes my beloved. And faiza ahbabtuhu, kuntu sam'ahu alladhi yasma'u bihi, wa basarahu alladhi yubsiru bihi, wa yadahu alladhi yabtishu biha, he comes so close to me that he sees with my eyes he hears with my ears meaning he only sees what I am happy with he only listens to that which I am pleased with his hands only move towards that which I am okay with he doesn't take one step in a direction that I am not happy with and as a result of this he gets so close if he then asks me the person who has come to this closeness, when he asks, I certainly give it to him. And if he seeks protection, I will certainly protect him. When? When he's reached that closeness, now he asks and he receives. But what took him there? 
on the foundation of the faraiz and wajibat etc the nawafil so now this is the zeal of a mu'min there's many many more details in this but just to round off on this that now we are almost on the doorstep one week's time we'll be in the very mubarak days of the first 10 days of zul hijjah this is a very very auspicious time and for a person who's has the zeal the zeal of taqarrub ila allah he like a person wants to get close to some friend he wants to get close to some other person close to some contact is trying to enhance that halal mahabba between spouses between parents and children all this is in his place mashallah but the person who has that kind of zeal for relationships among makhluq he will have a greater zeal if that iman is there to build his bond with allah taala and enhance that bond and relationship with allah taala so he will be waiting in all eagerness for such occasions where everything now will be multiplied the rewards multiplied the speed of taqarrub multiplied so now this is a like the month of ramadan a person who has that value of it he waits in anticipation two months before ramadan nabi akram sallallahu alaihi making dua for it that's that anticipation for that taqarrub ila allah so likewise these 10 days of zul hijjah in one hadith nabi akram sallallahu alaihi says person does not do any action at other times that can equate the action performed in the first 10 days of zul hijjah any amal performed in the first 10 days of zul hijjah is far greater in reward and rank than all the actions in other times the sahaba ikram some thought crossed their mind because they understood that the highest amal in terms of reward in terms of getting closer to allah taala was jihad fi sabilillah now here something is being told to them that any action in these 10 days is far greater in reward than actions done other times so they asked wal jihadu fi sabilillah not even jihad in other times can equate any amal any amal even that one subhanallah in these 10 days the beast also said not even jihad fi sabilillah except that person goes with his life and all his wealth and never returns all his wealth is spent in the path of allah taala and his life is laid down also in other times that will equate this reward now subhanallah such a time which has such great reward in it the fast of each of these first 9 days the 10 days the 10th of day of eid so that is not a day that is permissible to fast but the first 9 days each fast is equivalent to the reward of fasting for one year and each night ibadat so each night ibadat is equivalent to the ibadat of laylatul qadr and these are all authentic ahadith it is on the basis of these authentic ahadith that this became a discussion among the muhaddithin that really which is more greater in virtue and rank the last 10 nights of ramadan or the first 10 nights of zul hijjah this became a discussion that this also has got such merit such reward that some became convinced that the greater merit and rank and virtue is of the first 10 days of zul hijjah but then other muhaddisin they said no this is something there's some detail in it in terms of the nights the last 10 nights of ramadan have a greater virtue and in terms of the days the first 10 days of zul hijjah have a greater virtue now the point is that such a great occasion such a great time with so much of virtue then the night of zul hijjah the day of arafa fast of that day becomes a compensation of the sins of the past year 
and the forthcoming year, the minor sins, and then the Amal of Qurbani, all these great acts. So now the person who has the zeal of Taqarrub ilallah, he will be counting the seconds towards this Mubarak time. That when does this time dawn, that I can then do the best I can. Whatever is possible within my capacity, how I can try to do much more than the normal, because it is season time. Like it is now the December period for a businessman, and he says now it's season time. Now I must forget all the other engagements and this and that and the other. Now is the time to make the best. So when a person has that zeal for deen, he says this is now season time. Now I must do the best I can. So now we need to already condition our minds, give this tarheeb to our families, conscientize one another, make ourselves ready for this. And exert ourselves to some extent, whatever we can, but something more because we need to get closer to Allah Ta'ala. That is what's going to become the means of our protection. That is what's going to bring down the barakat and blessings. That is what's going to avert all the problems and calamities. And that is let alone dunya, more serious than dunya by a billion times and more, is the matter of the qabr, is the matter of akhirat. It is only this taqarrub ilallah that is going to be of avail to us in the qabr. It is only this closeness to Allah Ta'ala that's going to be of avail to us on the day of qiyamah. And that will with the fazl of Allah Ta'ala take us directly to Jannah. So Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq that we develop the zeal, we keep thinking in this direction, how and what I can do, and every day, what action, how I can adjust my talking, for example, how can I adjust my thinking, how can I adjust my day-to-day reactions, whether at home, in the workplace, wherever, in such a way that all this becomes taqarrub Allah, for the blessings of Allah wa ta'ala to descend upon me, descend upon my home, descend upon one and all, this is the means of gaining this closeness. Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Make zikr for a few minutes. Allah. موسیقی Na ilaha illallah 
qualities, Ya Allah. Grant us the reality of taqwa, Ya Allah. Grant us the reality of taqwa, Ya Allah. Bless us with khashiyat, Ya Allah. Bless us with inabat and wuju in Allah, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. Cleanse our hearts out of all the evils and vices, Ya Allah. Allah, cleanse our hearts out of pride, of arrogance, of malice, of jealousy, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, protect our eyes from all the haram, Ya Allah. Cleanse and purify our eyes from all the evil and vices, Ya Allah. Allah, purify our ears and hands and feet, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, purify our hearts, Ya Allah. Save us from all the vices and evil, Ya Allah. Save us from the temptations of Naqsh and Shaitan, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Keep us steadfast on Sirat al Mustaqeem, Ya Allah. Allah, keep us, Ya Allah, on Iman and Islam, Ya Allah. Allah, take us on perfect Iman, Ya Allah. Raise us on the day of Qiyamah with perfect Iman, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all those who are sick of them, Shifai Kamila, Ajila, Fustamirra, Daima, Ya Allah, remove every trace of their ailments, Ya Allah. Allah, those in any kind of difficulties and hardships, remove it with Afiyat, Ya Allah. Allah, those in financial problems, remove it with Afiyat, Ya Allah. ฟังดูดบรรกะที่อัลลอฮ์ฟังดูดบรรกะที่อัลลอฮ์ฟังดูดบรรกะที่อัลลอฮ์ฟังดูดบรรกะที่อัลลอฮ์ฟังดูดบ